0: Welcome back to Radical Ones. I'm here with my producer, Phineas. We've got a special episode in store today. Phineas, who are we chatting with? Today, we are chatting with Robbie Bent, who is building a company called Inward. They are a in the mental health space. They combine physical spaces, as well as they have one of the largest libraries of breathwork content in the world. They are focusing on tackling the crisis of loneliness and mental health through alternative means, which they think are a big part of our future. Things like building community, communication, and something as simple as breathing. Pretty similar to the episode we had on psychedelics in a lot of ways. Yep. But again, I think a similarity between these two folks is that they really see this as a very practical approach to this problem. Right, right. Attacking kind of these more interpersonal crises that we're dealing with brought on by the modern era. Everyone we speak to has such an authentic driving force behind them, and Robbie's the same. And I thought maybe it's because, like, the folks that I've met before that talked about breath work were all of a certain like Burning Man persuasion, sure, and uh, and also tell me about my astrological sign and crystals, and so sometimes like all of that gets wrapped up into a package that I'm ready to dismiss, and I'm learning a lot about the dangers of that because there's so much uh, we can not adopt because of like the personas they're wrapped up in whether it's i didn't meditate for a long time because i was like oh it's you know it's funny because it originates in india but it's like a fancy white woman you know thing and you know didn't do that and i've started taking that up and it's been great you feel like these methodologies have somewhat been co-opted by a certain group of people that feels somewhat exclusionary right yeah it feels it feels like um you almost have to adopt like a certain like cult like intellectual platform yeah, you know, if you're going to do any of it. And it was just so, I felt like a lot of what drove Robbie was actually kind of like trying to untether it from that and be like, no, this is something very core to all of humanity. We need to kind of demystify it and bring these practices to more people and people will be better for it. I spend so much of my time thinking about how to make the world a better place with people helping people and like social justice, et cetera. But the truth of the matter is I had to get somewhere personally before I was ready to even take on this journey, right? And sometimes I think once you've I – I shouldn't project. Once I healed to a certain point where I was ready to take on those things, I almost projected that everyone else is also at that point and they're ready to start you know, pitching in too. And um, I just really appreciate these conversations I'm having with some leaders that are focused on helping people heal themselves. Not just heal, heals like kind of a word that implies that like it's just about damage recovery, but also just like maintain a really healthy practice so you can ground it in the right headspace day to day. On this show, we always start with the question, how would you describe the problem you're solving? So I want to throw that to you. How would you describe the problem that you're solving?
1: I think there's two major, major items. The first is just solving loneliness. So 30% of North Americans right now have zero friends to confide in. And the paradox of the phone is we have more access than we ever have before, but way more people feel super lonely and feel this ability, uh, struggle to connect. So I'm really passionate just about allowing people to connect uh, with more friends in an authentic way. And then through that, creating a first step to a happier life. So kind of like making mental health fun and cool. Mental health is amazing right now. There's a ton of different ways to look at it, you know, fourteen percent of the population in North America meditates, for example, amazing meditation apps, amazing teachers. But what about the right. other eighty-six percent, right? And and to even admit vulnerability, admit struggle is like really difficult and kind of looked down on in, in society. And so I wanna make that cool and fun and use those things to draw people in.
0: It's it's interesting. You you mentioned the loneliness epidemic that we're dealing with. And also these meditation apps in in both ways, I feel like either whether it's through social network connectivity or these, like these kind of V1 meditation apps, this first wave that's coming through, there's like a lack of depth that like we're not experiencing. So while some of us may be interfacing with these practices for the first time, you know, when the first time we spoke, I was struck by how deep uh, you're trying to tackle both of those issues.
1: Yeah. I think traditionally as these practices are new, they're like single player mode and right. that's when you're learning a new skill, that's, that's how it generally was, you know, uh, 10 years ago. So if I'm trying to learn meditations through headspace and, and great, it's amazing. Like headspace is awesome. They have phenomenal education. It's super accessible. The price is fantastic. It's very easy. But I think for many people, when you're learning a new skill, it's not just about the content, it's about the, totally. accountability, the community, you know, having somebody, there. And so I think that's what the major struggle is for mental health. It was something that kind of got to me. It was like I was trying to teach my friends meditation. I was trying to teach them also about psychedelic medicines because those things had massive impact Mm. in my life. You know, prior to those practices, I had addiction issues I had ADHD. I lost a business. I was like at rock bottom and through those issues, you know, through those modalities, I found enormous peace and presence, a beautiful fiance purpose. And in trying to teach people about those things for four or five years, I had very little traction. And so just trying to think like, okay, well, if I know these things, you know, meditation and psychedelic medicines are going to bring you respite from all this overstimulation. And so if you're like listening to this now, you know, I just encourage everyone firstly to just take one deep breath. So just like a nice in through the nose. This is a nice sigh. Our breathing patterns were so overstimulated, right? It's, it's almost like a, a cell phone addiction, which we kind of mentioned of like why I'm, I'm doing this. And as a result, you know, you're always in the fight or flight mode, like you're checking your email, your social. Like 20 years ago, we didn't have all these things. Totally. And as a result, there's just like so much overwhelm. And I, and I was trying to, to solve that problem with meditation, psychedelic medicines and just not seeing a lot of uh, uptake from that for, for four or five years. And so that, you know, really drove me like, hey, what can I do to fix this.
0: What is the impact on, you know, when you talk about our breathing is, is affected by it. how is our breathing affected by being so overstimulated? What, what is the usual outcome that you're seeing?
1: So our brain doesn't know the difference between real stress and perceived stress. And so when you pick up your phone and you get that slack message and it's, Hey, are you going to make this deadline? Right. Or, hey, we have a meeting in 30 minutes or you, you know, you, you pick up Twitter and you see something that makes you angry. You're like, How can these people think that immediately? <laughs> You start breathing through the chest, over breathing because your your fight or flight nervous Mm. system is is turned on. And so your body thinks like, hey, I I could be in danger. It creates an adrenal response. And that response in the past was reserved for times when you're actually in danger. So Mm. blood flow goes to the brain. There's an adrenaline response. You're ready to run. You're ready to fight, which is great. You're ready to, to concentrate. But that's not great to be in that state all the time. And once that state is triggered, it can take 20 minutes, it can sometimes take an hour to move back into the parasympathetic or the rest and digest this, this relaxed state. And so we're running around all day with these different breathing patterns because of overstress and stimulation. And as a result of that, our breathing patterns have like significantly changed in only one generation. And so what does that mean? It means we're breathing out, over breathing too fast, and as a result, we have this thing called CO2 tolerance. And so it's a receptor in our brain that's monitoring how much carbon dioxide is in the blood. Mm. Right, and, and as that carbon dioxide, the only reason your body breathes is to get rid of carbon dioxide. So this like receptor is saying like, hey, it's time to breathe, it's time to expel the CO2. And over time, that changes. And so right, basically right now, there's this like epidemic of overbreathing, and it's happening as a result of stress. And over time, the brain is measuring how much CO2 is in the body. And so every time that CO2 builds up, the brain says, hey, like breathe out. And because we're overbreathing all the time, we're breathing out too much CO2, that receptor resets at a lower rate. And why that's important is because we have less CO2 in the body. And what that means is you're breathing in oxygen, the oxygen's going from the lungs to the blood, the blood's taking the oxygen to the organs, to the brain where it's needed for, you know, your, your body right. to function effectively. And because we have less, like significantly less CO2 in the body, we're actually not getting enough oxygen. Even if we're breathing it in, we're not getting it to the brain and the organs, and this is going to impact sleep. It's going to impact anxiety. And this is a huge change and it's happening from overstress, from softer foods. We're not chewing as much, so our jaws aren't as strong. Mm. They're becoming malformed. And then uh, processed foods. So every time you're eating, you know, acidic forming foods, sugar, stuff like that, uh, the body has to breathe out more CO2 to, to manage the pH levels. And so we have this epidemic of, of over-breathing. And so if you're ever, you know, waking up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, if you're waking up with a dry mouth, it's a signal that you're, you're over-breathing. And so eating before bed is going to cause you to over-breathe. And so this is something that's like just coming into public knowledge and where we used to think, Hey, diet, exercise, super important. And now it's diet, exercise, sleep. Those are like pretty common pillars of health. I think you're going to have diet, exercise, sleep, breath. That's like the common pillars of health in the next couple of years.
0: And so, so let's get into, you know, you specifically and how you're tackling this, this issue. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, what the work looks like?
1: Yeah. So there's. There's a number of ways, right? And, and the first was a physical space that we built. And the space, the idea was create a safe environment for people to socialize that's healthy and like remove alcohol from that environment. And, and why I wanted to attack that is I saw a lot of people using psychedelic medicines on retreat and then coming back and falling right. back into old habits. I it's just like, wow, like, you know, these psychedelic medicines are so powerful. Like, why did they work for me? And they worked for me because me and my fiance had like healthy outlets mm-hmm. at night that were still fun. And so I just always found it, you know, I come home, I don't want to be around alcohol. Where do I go? You know, I still want to feel normal. I want to have fun. And so we would go to bathhouses and like a bathhouse is, you know, a banya, a spa, like a, somewhere with a sauna and a, a cold plunge. And so the first thing we built, the idea was like, could we make a Soho house aesthetic and then combine that with, you know, a boutique fitness style coach? And so you're in the sauna with a group. It's it's like rowdy. Like there's music playing, <laughs> cool. it's cranking, it's like Burning Man, tribal vibes. You know, the sauna's in the dark, people are swaying with a towel and you're learning a little bit about mental health, but in a cool way. And so what does that mean? It's like, hey, what are you afraid of? Feel that fear, like sweating out in the sweat, like push yourself. And then, you know, maybe you go into the ice bath and you're doing like an eye gaze with your partner and you're connecting your breathing and heart rate and you're learning about how heart rate and breath are, are interconnected. And then you're getting out and through the shiver, you're like feeling the trauma release and like getting empowered. And so we kind of have this idea, this first idea is like, okay, we want to solve loneliness. We want to do it in a healthy way. We want to make it cool. And within that, we want to teach people Uh, mental health practices but just not call them by that name because you know it's really my opinion for a lot of people to go to a therapist it's kind of something's already wrong and I had to like you know kind of admit that like hey this thing is wrong I have to go talk to this stranger there's a lot of friction there totally I wonder if like you could smooth the path to that by starting to teach people these things in like a social environment so it's like hey you wake up you know not only did you have an amazing conversation because nobody's on their phone which we covered before, right? Like you're in a bathing suit, there's nowhere to put your phone. So you have this amazing conversation, you feel super healthy, you get a great sleep, you learn a bit about the science. So that was kind of step one. And and so we're building that out in Toronto. Now we have a, a, you know, initial location, we're building our second. And during COVID, we had to close down. And like one of the things we offered Mm. was was breath work and it was breath work to deal with stress in the ice bath or in the sauna. So like learning when your body, this fight or flight, I mentioned when it turns on, how do I use my breath to respond? And what that teaches you is like, oh, here comes anxiety. Here comes anger. These are just emotions, right? They're like, they're like physical sensations that turn on the, the fight or flight in the body and through your breath, you can let them go. And in the ice bath, it's like the ultimate, because you're in what your, your brain thinks is a dangerous situation and you start to teach it like, oh man, if I actually just breathe for these 30 seconds, I can completely let go and change my mental state. And so that kind of transitions into life. And so during COVID, we had to shut down. We just started offering breathwork sessions on zoom, you know, free breathwork, like, Hey, you guys are struggling with uh, COVID anxiety. You're stuck at home and struggling with isolation, you know, maybe financial anxiety because you've lost your job. Like This is a way we found in 20 minutes can totally change your nervous system state and what's happening. I mentioned this, you know, over breathing before. So if you're over breathing consciously, you're breathing out too much carbon dioxide, the blood vessels constrict and at first it creates an adrenal effect, which gives you energy for like 10 to 15 minutes. You feel this like boost of energy and then the blood flow to the brain actually shuts down and it causes, a contraction or like a limiting of the voice, the ego, this voice in your head. That's just like, you're not good enough. You're not going to make money. You're unsafe. You know, you can actually turn that off via breath work. And we found it gives a lot of space emotionally for people. And so we saw these two things. One, people were struggling with over breathing and two, they were struggling with emotions. So we thought, what if we can tie this practice that can help both of those things, with like really cool music, really beautiful guidance, and make it more like a boutique fitness class.
0: I appreciate so much what you're doing because I feel like so many people, whether it's in like like some of the activism I do or in like this this like wellness space, they take something and then they they make it part of their like exclusionary uh, identity, right? It's like okay, now I'm this like woke person, and you know I'm co-signing onto you know acting a certain way and listening to certain music, etc. And uh, I think that was that's some of my turnoffs. Usually, like when I talk to folks from like the Burning Man communities or whatnot, is like even though like some of the ideology is supposed to be like about you know what humanity should adopt, it's presented in ways that like a lot of people aren't ready to adopt. You know, it's presented in ways that like are supposed to make the person talking about it look more advanced, for lack of a better terminology. And I, I love that you're trying to make these really healthy techniques more palpable and, and serve them up in ways that, that are, uh, maybe folks are ready for. Yeah.
1: It's like, it's counterintuitive idea, right? It's kind of like, well, why does mental health have to mean that you're broken? Like, why does it have to come? Like, Hey, I'm going to a doctor's office to get fixed. Why can't it be fun? Why can't it be cool? And like, to me, like, yeah, of course it can. Like, of course these things can. And so, you know, also like, great. I'm a huge meditator. I love meditation. I I told you four years, I struggled to get friends into it. 14% of people meditate. What are the other 86% doing? And so even if it's even if these techniques aren't like traditional, if they're helping people who need it, like majority of my friends, you know, they have, they go to fitness classes, right? They, they like know about exercise. They're like pumped to, they go for runs. They like eat healthy, but then it's like, what's your mental fitness practice? And it's like, I don't have one. What do you mean? You know, I try it. And you you don't
0: start working out once you've had a heart attack. Right. And (laughs) to your point about like, a lot of times people start taking on mental wellness practices after they've had some sort of crisis. You might start working out cause you're not as buff as you want to be, but you're not necessarily like on death's door, right. Or like collapsing from it, no,
1: and they, but, but they did it. They made it fun, man. Like, like working out used to be like gold's gym. That's I'm true. A professional athlete That's or true. bodybuilder. And it's only since like 2006, 2010, where it's like, yo, Friday night, let's get together and let's go to boutique fitness class. The music's pumping. It's like a social thing. It's cool. It's fun. So like nobody's done that with mental health yet because it was even, it was a stigma to even say like I had a problem, but I see a world where in 10 years from now it's like, Oh, we're going to go somewhere like inward and we're going to like share what we're grateful for this week. And it's going to be like lit. It's gonna be cool. (laughs) People are like, yeah, I'm going to share my fears with you. And like people are dying, especially after COVID they're dying to connect and like be vulnerable. But there's just not like that stuff's not taught anywhere. And it's not taught, definitely not taught in a way that's like, yo, this is fun. And I just, you know, I was telling you guys about the retreat I was at this weekend. I was just seeing like such powerful stuff. That's, it's not like crystals and energy. It's like taking the science, making these experiences that you really feel and then making them beautiful with like cool music and great aesthetic. And if you have all that, it's not like weird and like robes. It's like, whoa, this is like amazing. So yeah, that's, that's my, my passion.
0: We, uh, so, so what's is the platform also called inward?
1: Yeah. The platform's inward breathwork.
0: Inward breathwork. And so, um, so I think we have a pretty good understanding of, of what you're building. How's it going? Where are you at with it? What's next for you? I mean, it was
1: pretty crazy, right? Like we're building out this like physical space and COVID hits and it's like, man, are our dreams dead? And then, you know, now we're also like, well, what's going to happen? And so we just, we had, pretty huge balls, you know, very much. I mean, that's not the right term. Let's call it pretty huge bravery, but uh, we just signed a lease to open a new space. Like in the darkest parts of COVID around January, there was an amazing deal for prime real estate in Toronto and we took it, you know, and we're, we're trying to open in August and maybe it's early, maybe it's not, but the idea was like, people want this. We want to build it. We want it to be out there. Like that we want to follow our dream. And so we, we signed the lease, you know, we're raising, Uh, we're taking on a a bank loan to fund half of it and we're putting our, like literally our money where our mouths are and like, we're going to do it. And so like, whatever, like, let's go hoping to be open in August. Want to master like our, our programming, um, and these classes that I mentioned and then expand. And then on the breathwork, I think we have the largest breathwork library in the world right now. A few hundred videos, structured programs, courses. Uh, that lives online at inwardbreathwork.com. And now we're just trying to get the word out. So, you know, going on podcasts, uh, telling our story, creating more and more content every week. We like do something, do some new piece of content. Um, yeah, so continuing that in, in that path, just, just more and more classes, bigger and bigger community.
0: If you are as successful as possible, what is true about the world in 10 years?
1: Of those 86% I mentioned who don't have a meditation practice, You know it's just common and so mental health is looked at as cool the same way that you know barry's boot camp and soul cycle and boutique fitness is now cool so people it's normal for you to socialize without alcohol in a cool space and to have a mental health practice that you like talk about and share and that's like considered cool and if i'm successful as a result of that there's a reduction in loneliness there's a reduction in depression there's way more people coming into this, this system of happiness
0: All right, brother. Well, that's the end of the podcast. Uh, I want to give you the floor to share whatever you'd like to share before we get out of here.
1: You know, just for people who are listening, at the end of the day, like just get into your body and this stuff makes you feel so much better almost instantly. And like an example, I was on my computer way too much the last few weeks as most people are. You're looking at Zoom, you're staring at a screen. One day, for the weekend, you know, one, two hour period, where 10 of us jumped into, like, went out to this, this crazy lake, cut a hole in the ice, went in the ice, started chanting, like, not even weird, just using our voice, like yelling, getting rid of tension, ah, then coming out and dancing around a fire, you know, and like, not no, nothing like spiritual or weird about it, just using your voice, screaming, letting go of tension, feeling that cold, feeling nature, And it's just so simple to make you happy is like get outside, get into your body. And like when you're struggling, it's a path in the mind is just overthinking. So like if you take one thing away from this, if you get into your body with a float, with cold, the walk, with nature, like you're, you can get relief immediately from a lot of these things. And so just, just keep that in mind, like getting into your bodies is the key. And if you want to learn more about our stuff, you know, inward breath work, dot com uh and if you're in toronto uh, come find us for
0: the live experience thank you for listening to radical ones if you're looking for more content like this you can head over and be a supporter on our patreon patreon.com slash radical ones you can also follow us on social at radical ones podcast we're on twitter and instagram i hope this finds you happy healthy and safe take care